Hey everyone, it's Matt and Lucas. We got a quick announcement for you. As some of you may have noticed, we've been kind of alluding to revamping the website a little bit um, and adding some new content on there. Super excited to announce as of this episode, we are officially live with the website. Go check it out. Thanks for playing .live. We got a lot of exciting written content on there from everything covering from, you know, our reviews like on Hogwarts Legacy, some think pieces, some reviews on games we're not even going to do for the podcast, but exclusive to the website like uh, Destiny 2's Lightfall and a lot of other great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. You know, uh, it's been a lot of work basically this year. Matt and I made it a big goal for the podcast to actually have more written content out there. Um, you know, for those of you who've been listening for a while, we've always been in growth mode, you know, trying to promote the yes. pod, trying to get our voices out there. And thanks for playing Dot .live. Um, we're looking to turn into a real content-driven website with, one, all of our regular reviews that we do. So you could always check there for basically the written version of every review we do for this podcast. But additional reviews that we don't have time for for the podcast that are covered by a wide variety of our contributors. Um, Hot Mickey, as you know, a contributor uh, Chambers, who's been on this, um, producer Sam, um, Hyalette, Orion, a uh, lot of great people, including some new voices who maybe you guys haven't heard of before. So check out Thanks for Playing Live for the latest and greatest in video game, nerd culture, movie, TV content. And we hope to see you there. Now for the episode. Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Woo! I know my neighbors heard that one. No, they heard that one. It's not that late out yet. We're recording a little bit earlier today. My windows are open. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day in LA today, Lucas. That's right. It it very much is. After a pretty fun weekend hanging out with you guys, I think we uh, had a pretty nice Saturday there. Yeah, mostly. Oh, Saturday yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk yeah. about Saturday? Should we recap that one for the audience before we jump in? Yeah, here? yeah um, let's do that. So had a bunch of people over for uh, the Lakers-Warriors game. Uh, Lakers smashed them. That was really great to see. Um, I think there was a, a real desire to shut the game off like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter to try and play some smash. But we stuck with it and just watched basically the whole entire Lakers bench play and score like an extra unnecessary like 15 points, 20 points. What was the final well, spread? Well, like a 30 point or like It's 30 point? points, I think. Yeah. I think it's 30 points. That's pretty insane. Yeah, we, we got to see uh, LeBron and AD pop off for their boys. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> After a couple shots. <laughs> so that was fun. And then uh, we basically, the night was still young, so we just started making cocktails and playing uh, Ultimate till like 1230, I think. And um, yeah. I got to say, my uh, Pyramid Mithra was looking super, super hot. Can we agree on that? It was fine. No, I don't think I can actually agree on that. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I had, oh my God. I had this move. Like I had this, I, I took Matt like way off stage when he was playing as K rule. And like, I literally did like three fairs in a row and hit him with an upbeat and gimped him off the side and then survived. Remember that, Matt? Uh, I don't think, I don't remember that. You remember that, right? That was, that was <laughs> I tell you what I do remember is me trying to get Mickey off stage and he did some Greninja bullshit and next thing I know I was flying into like what? the kill zone <laughs> and I was, I literally like turned Mickey. I was like, Mickey, you just <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what happened. I don't know. Greninja's kit. And I was just like, why? He, you did, he did like the substitution jutsu on me. And oh, then I was yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, because Greninja's side B, because like 
nobody in the house knew how it works. It's hilarious. So like I just <laughs> I just kept that to myself. <laughs> I still don't know what it does. And it, it just it just kept. It's pretty much. A, I think it's sneak attack. Yeah, uh, I, I was kind of and, blown away by that. <laughs> by that, to be honest, but um. Right. Yeah, pretty much when Greninja starts his side beam, there's a little shadow that appears. But if you're off stage, there's no shadow because there's no ground, mm. and it just slowly oh. goes off. You can't go, you can't retract it. So as long as I'm holding B, it'll go further and further and further until it, it does hit a max distance. I can just hold it, and it'll just stay at that position until uh, I release the B button. Okay, gotcha. That's what's. Thank you, thank you, Mickey. I will be able to counter that now very easily so that's cool yeah but you can't you can't tell if i'm doing it in the air is the thing you don't and you don't do an animation i didn't know, oh, I didn't know. Well, the, the, right. the shadow is the shadow isn't there that's the only way to tell dang okay i'll just have to hold down shield on the edge of the stage <laughs> or, some, or something hot hot mickey scheming as always i love it well, yep 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 gotta keep some info to myself what like because I was I was playing one v ones with Lucas, uh, oh, Angry Ninja versus Pyramita. Those were I good. I got so tilted. <laughs> those are those are really good sets. And then just the last game of the third set, I was so tilted. You got tilted off the plane, like, bro. Like I, I I saw he hit me with a single side B from uh, Mithra, and it was like twenty one percent. I'm like, you got what? I did that much. And I got hit by two. I'm like, I'm already at forty two percent. What am I gonna do? And then like I died at like seventy or eighty. I'm like, oh my god. I'm just I'm just getting out charactered here. No, Mickey, it's just I it's, work so hard. You literally just hold block against uh, Mithra's side B. You're gonna be fine. Is that the one with the, the shit ton of and like Lucas? Yeah, it's like the it's the side B where it's just like a bunch of slashes, like a flurry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big flurry. Yeah. But the pro- the problem is, is that like I still have because uh, like I still play PM quite a bit, and you could shield out of dash. You can't shield out of yeah. dash in ultimate. Yeah. So that fucks with me so much. Yeah, I I agree. I know that that's a little bit of a habit you have to break, but um, but I've broken it. So <laughs> I'm a god. Yeah, you I don't still play PM. Yeah, I didn't I know any of that. I don't. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah, <laughs> was just a- like I just play K rule and just. Just throw a crown. Just throw a crown. Shoot and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good meme. No, I don't think anybody really laughed at my meme after when everybody was heading home. What was your meme? Oh, dude, check meme? the group chat. It was like the. It was the cable. Bro, I was too stressed uh, going yeah, home. Were, yeah. Oh, I, 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 oh, I did, oh no, I did like it. I did like it. Yeah, it was a good meme. <laughs> I, I, I reacted with the laugh emoji. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Nobody see, liked I it. didn't see your reaction to the laugh with the laugh emoji. Matt, you want? You want? Chambers reacted. Edgar reacted. Okay. Come on. Well, Edgar wasn't. Nobody there. reacted. Okay. Oh, well, I'm nobody. I mean, Matt. Matt didn't react. So. But I know he was having a stressful night after he left. So. Yeah. Um. On my way back, so I live. Lucas and I live pretty close to each other, and uh, I lime scootered back, and I basically just oh, got yeah. harassed by a car. I haven't even told you this yet, Mickey. I got harassed by a car on my way back, and genuinely, to my knowledge, like I can appreciate that lime scooters can be kind of annoying for cars, but like I don't think I would. I'm, I'm pretty confident I was like doing everything correctly as per the laws associated with them, and then this crowd of just like. TikTok boys like like they were in their twenties. I'm pretty sure were pissed drunk. Just started like yelling at me like get off the road and saying a lot of um, not podcast friendly words toward me. Um, yeah. I might have said some words back. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody can confirm. Nobody yeah. can confirm or deny it. But um, yeah, and then they they got ahead of me and I thought it was done. And then they waited for me to turn into my street and then they made a U turn and started following me home. And thank God I was like at my apartment at that point because I'm not gonna lie, everyone, kind of, kind of thought I was about to get jumped to get my ass kicked, and you know I, I like to fancy myself pretty scrappy, but um, 
you know, I'm I'm just not going to win a 5v1 or 4v1, whatever that would have been. Despite the boxing classes I've been taking, I don't think I'm going to win that fight. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, just a friendly reminder, you know, always be very aware of your surroundings in uh, major cities. So yeah, you just got to know when you can bark back. Like that one liquor store guy that I, that I barked back at in Vegas, that was like, you know, I mean, that, that still could have been dangerous, but it's like, if you're going to, you got to yell at people, you got to pick the right people to yell at though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this wasn't a fight I should have been picking, but I was getting so mad. I was just cursing at the back. I was like, why are you like, it's like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just like vibing on my scooter at like 1 a.m. Like, <laughs> I also think yet nowadays we have to be yeah. like pretty careful who we pick a fight with because you don't know what kind of people you're don't getting know, into arguments with and they could be super dangerous without you knowing. Yeah, I should have just not even said anything back but they were literally like pulling up next to me as i was driving and like one guy tried to spit his gum at me like oh it was my a, god yeah i know like Jesus. they were i could have they were close enough to where like if i just got a little bit closer i could have like whacked one of them with my left hand if i wanted to whoa okay yeah, yeah. super dangerous man um so yeah that was a very i had a very stressful saturday yeah. night and I, I literally called lucas like my adrenaline was through the roof when i got into my apartment because like my fight or flight was definitely starting to 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 activate so yeah, yeah always yeah. be aware and yeah um glad you're no safe, no shame and running folks no shame and running no honestly. no 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 fighting yeah. is is the last resort always and if you do have to fight assuming it's a male you're fighting nuts and biting yeah you fight true. no rules baby you're aiming yeah. to debilitate and get away poke in the eye knees elbows sand in the eye bite everything yep. yeah rub some that. dirt in their eyes mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. right that's right and or turn on <laughs> and, items that'll usually help too even yeah, the and field. the biggest thing that you know I took away from them was that they all looked like twenty-year-olds that are probably trying to be TikTok famous, which leads me to my next point. Everyone, if you haven't already, you need to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. And as well, you should just email thanksforlingpod at gmail.com. And don't forget, we do have the website live. We are intermittently posting written content on there. Go check it out. It's a good time. You can also find a very easy archive to all of our uh, episodes on there. And as always, you can find the link to the Discord on there, or you can go on to our link tree on any of the social media handles and find us there. Coming out in the Discord, it's a good time. We got snacks, we got good friends, good vibes, good conversations, breaking news, hot Mickey dropping tweets left and right. It's a good time coming out. All right. Well done. Should we get to the topical episode topics today? Let's do it. Should. We should. I kind of want to start because I'm just like so... When I learned a little bit more about this, I, I thought it was pretty silly. So a bunch of Fortnite gamers are, you know, Cypher PK. I shouldn't say Fortnite gamers. They're not exclusively. A bunch of popular streamers. Cypher PK, Ninja, Courage JD, Nick Merckx, and Tim the Tapman are going to be collaborating to create a, quote, highly immersive experience in Epic Games Metaverse named Project V. This is going to be created in Unreal Editor for Fortnite. UEFN um, is the official acronym there. And basically it is a like an editor. I don't know how else to explain Like an editor within Fortnite to where you can make your own game like based off of yeah. all of Fortnite's assets. Fortnite, how I understand Fortnite Creative. It. Yeah, it's basically yeah. their custom game um, engine. Which actually I think is even a little less cool now because as far as I can tell, it's just a Halo custom game. <laughs> um, that's a, a gross oversimplification to be fair but I don't know I'm not, I'm not really about 
creators making their own games. You know, actually, I shouldn't. That's not fair. I haven't. There's not really any notable ones made yet. But like, just what I've seen of example of um, Project X, which is Hundred Thieves game. Which I have to say, it's very odd that Courage JD is involved in this, where he's a co-owner of Hundred Thieves, and they're also making their own game. Granted, I think that game they're making with Hundred Thieves is more of a uh, like CS:GO type shooter, uh, or like a, a team-based shooter. Whereas this is, as I understand it, going to be a battle royale, so they're not direct competitors. However, I don't know I still think it just feels kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, I know Dr. Disrespect is making a game. There's the game by, um, yeah, like I just mentioned, Project X. I know there's some others out there too, but I'm just not really sold on any of these creator games. You know, it kind of reminds me of, we actually covered a while ago, uh, Valkyrie making or getting involved with that, that brand, um, that like turned out to be real shit. The, uh, Oh yeah, the the uh, the, the UV ray protecting, yeah. the blue ray protecting, yeah, and moisturizer. Like, I remember that, that stuff. Oh jeez, and I don't know, especially that might be too much of a you know that was like debatably fraud because the technology behind that was not shit. But my point is like, I I I, I question when creators try and spread their wings too much. I guess you know. Um, it's like stick to making, you know, coffee brands and and YouTube videos, you know, um, or yeah. some mid street clothing. I think um, my my overall take on it is like I well one I think the Fortnite the Creative 2.0 is actually kind of cool. Like people have been making some really cool stuff in that environment okay. on that platform a little bit. I've seen some really interesting things get made. Um, obviously, Unreal kind of leads the way with like Premiere game engine sort of stuff. Um, so I'm not opposed to people jumping in and like making really cool stuff with the resources and tools that have been made available to them. I think that's like, what's really cool about kind of where game engines are at right now. I've, I've messed around with unreal. Um, I think it's cool that they're, they're doing something, but I think generally speaking, there is like a little bit of hubris. I'm going to use the word hubris. Um, when it comes to like people that are really good at video games, going in and, and trying to go ahead and develop and make a video game. I mean, yeah. there's people and companies and organizations that spend their whole lives and millions, billions of dollars developing video games, understanding the pipeline, understanding creative, hiring professionals, vetting professionals, um, managing art directors and programmers and coders over many, many years just to develop one video game. And a lot of video games don't run the distance and last super, super long, right? So... I don't know. I think that there is like a little bit of like, hey, we know video games. We're good at video games. Why don't we all get together and sort of make one? And it's always going to be harder. It, it's longer than people think. It's going to take a lot longer to come out than people think. And it'll last not as long as people think, I think, in the long run. Um, that's my take. Mickey, I see you. I see you over there. I see you got a take brewing. What, what you got? I personally do not really care if like creators do this kind of stuff like i'm all in the wagon of hey if you think you can do it go try to pursue it like who who am i to say you can't do it or you only have skill sets to fit one thing when you can branch out of what you made your name in and you can go try out different things like i think it's fine that they go ahead and try to become these game developers and it seems to be the big hot thing why not they and maybe this really is their 
maybe this was the true passion because they got into it just because they were playing games and like a lot of these people are like oh i want to make my own game like growing up as a kid like that's usually like the one of the dreams and it's like one of those dreams people were like uh that's not really a good dream growing up blah 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 Mm -hmm. but they made a career as like as these content creators and they finally have the resources to maybe make that dream come true that was naive at first but now they're in a position to do so it could come out of loss but like it's not gonna like ruin their lives if these fail do you think so generally think speaking these will be really solid games mickey that'll have like a good lifespan i think too early to tell it's hard it's hard to say it is too early to tell have to see more but my guess is i this these games also don't fit my genre i'm not really big into fps's most of these games are going to be fps's that are coming from these content creators uh but I think they're going to be bland. They're just trying to pick the things that they like from these different games and put them into one, mm-hmm. essentially, is what I think is going to happen. So I don't think they're going to do anything too mind-blowing to try to make these like stand out from the competition. Just that, oh, this just feels the nicest kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, because they're using the same engine that everyone's used to using, right? Which is like an Unreal Engine. So the physics and yeah. like general art and stuff like that might look the same as what people are used to. But Mickey, I mean, let's say, you know, a very big either streamer content creator for League of Legends says like, oh, yeah, me and some other f- people are getting together. We're going to make a MOBA. I, I I feel that the audience that watches those streamers play that game whether that's Fortnite or like something like League or CS:GO, like why would they move off of that game to play the new game that made that other person big that's now making a game inspired by the original game? It just feels like nothing would ever pull the audience away from the game that they actually are watching to go play something that the creator is now making. That's my t- I I guess that's my other take too. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that and I I do partially agree with that is that people People who play these games, like who have been playing for years and years, it's going to take a lot to move them off that game. And if they did it, what they're not, they're not after the player base. They're after the player base that stopped playing those games. Because, mm. like, there are a lot of people that haven't played League of Legends in years and they had their grievances with League of Legends. But if they have a consecrated that they like is making a new MOBA that they like they watch a lot of their content so to probably agree with a lot of their opinions too on like game balance and stuff and so they would think oh maybe this would be the mobile for me i do like the genre i just didn't like what league of legends do maybe they play dota but doesn't hit quite hit right so i i think you look at the wrong target audience i got you i got you no, that these. makes sense that makes sense i hear you I think I don't. I just. I think I'm a hater. First and foremost, <laughs> you think no, 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 we, we've established <laughs> yeah, this yeah, already. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know it. I I just in principle don't like. Like I I was just reading their website and they say like oh. Like we're not just any like Fortnite development team or something to that effect. Basically saying like, you know, we understand like influencer engagement and the virality and things like that, and like what it takes to make a game go viral. And like, I don't know if I, I don't know if 
that's good for the culture of gaming games, I guess, or the spirit Mm. of making a game. Um, Games designed to go viral. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing to be clear. Um, (laughs) Here, let me pull up the exact quote. I just had it, but to, and to be clear, I mean, it's not like, you know, they're actually like being the developers on this, you know, they have other um, people that they've hired to work on it. Um, so, yeah, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. And yeah, so they, they note that we have a unique combination of game development expertise and marketing magic. Other studios may want to create Fortnite metaverse experiences, but none can match our understanding of influencer engagement and viral potential. And I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm just like, you know, to me, those kind of games is the same thing as like Marvel pumping out a million shows and, and movies that people kind of start not to like. It just kind of dilutes and perverts the genre a little, or the the medium a little bit. Yeah. I'm going, well, why are you going, going outside of the video game genre? Just look at every Call of Duty that's made every single year or every uh, NBA 2K that comes out like those yearly games that come out they just pumped up more and more without making much changes to the formula pokemon games another example yeah hey i mean we we have i don't think we've ever shied from being critical around like those kind of things on this podcast but this in particular just irks me because um i don't know i guess i'm just not a fan of all this creator-led gaming stuff dev stuff but you know maybe they'll be great and maybe i'll be eating my words we'll see yeah yeah uh, well, it'll I definitely be probably not play them though. <laughs> it'll de- yeah. Well, it'll definitely be exciting when when they do end up end up coming around in the next two three years. Whenever these games do come out from you know creator led development teams, um, we'll play them for the pod. I'll check them out. You know, no yeah. no no harm in not checking them out for sure. Um, so we'll we'll see how those go. Um, all right, I got a couple for you guys here, uh, and then we could uh, jump to a couple headlines from Mickey. Uh, first off, just want to say Tears of the Kingdom's coming out in four days as of this recording. Very, very excited about that. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. There's actually a lot coming out yeah. in May. There is. And we're not going to have a lot of time to play. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, there is an official Tears of the Kingdom Snapchat filter. For those of you on Snapchat, just got an email from Nintendo of America about that. So Jesus. go check it out. Uh, <laughs> very cool. Uh, and then... I don't want to spend too much time on that. We're going to be playing that for the podcast, or at least some of us are, and uh, very excited to play Tears of the Kingdom this Friday. Um, next thing I want to talk about, do you, you guys played Amnesia? Are you guys Amnesia enjoyers? I have played the first one, did not finish it. I don't it, like though. scary games. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I love Amnesia so much. Um, first game is great. Oh yeah. Uh, I was going to bring this up to you dude but i'm glad yeah. you found it yeah yeah it just this is uh coming out at the end of may 10 first 10 minutes of gameplay just uh, just showed of the new amnesia game it's called amnesia the bunker uh the premise is uh first person horror game set in a desolate world war one bunker face the oppressing terrors stalking in the dark corridors search for and use the tools and weapons at your disposal while keeping the lights on at all costs overcome fear persevere and make your way out alive so it's like a chamber drama horror first person in a World War One bunker, and uh, looks pretty spooky. Sound design looks great, and uh, or it sounds great. And I'm very excited to dive into this. Hopefully in uh, June-ish uh, for a couple nights. I I love the Amnesia games. They're they're so immersive. The sound design is like some of the best there is, and it's they're so scary. Wait, this is coming out in June? No, no, it's coming out late. Why May. is like at- late May? What? May 23rd, I believe. 
How are we getting the time to play all these games? No, well, we're not. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna have to play this one Dude, a little bit so later. There's so many games and so after. much TV. I yeah, watch. I haven't even started Barry season four yet, and I've heard that's incredible. Yeah, oh, like yeah, we were just ta- we were just talking about how like there wasn't many games that have released in 2023, and now we're just getting hit because I'm also gonna hit, uh, touch on a few. You know uh, what I can't uh, wait for? What is, I'm gonna talk about is, next uh, is Pal World. <laughs> the Pokemon with guns game. Oh, yeah, that I'm still, one. I'm still keeping with a guns. close eye on that one. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about that game. That. And I, I just quick announcement too. Actually, while we're on the topic of earlier talking about Zelda two, um, we Chambers and I are going to be playing uh, Portal two for the podcast, the co op mode. Nice. Um, and might lump in the single player with that as well, just time dependent, but. Um, yeah, we started playing the co-op on Sunday, yesterday evening. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Big fan. I, I love the Portal games. The Portal games are great. Yeah. I never Portal played 2 Portal 2. I've played Portal, Portal 1 like four times, but it's my first time diving into Portal 2. I, I played Portal 2 co-op. I beat the whole co-op game with uh, Ronnie, actually, at the PC Cafe near his house. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, nice. so we just <laughs> sat down and paid, paid many hours of game time on the PC Cafe and just beat the whole thing. Um. Very, very, very fun co-op mode for sure. Love it. Uh, Mickey. Hot Mickey, what do you got for us? So we've already talked about uh, Tears of the Kingdom releasing this week. And we also have, we don't have a specific date yet, but it's supposed to be bo- before June 1st and available day one on Game Pass. We have Silk Song coming. Oh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yes! So that's also coming this month. Allegedly, like, yes. That was that's the timeline. A, that's a that's not a like a DLC or that's a full game. Full, it's a full game. Full sequel. Full on game, and you're oh. playing as a completely different character, dude. Yes. Like I'm so stoked for that game. And then uh, also we have the Street Fighter Six beta, open beta, in two weekends. Not this upcoming. Week. Oh wait, uh, maybe three weekends. The weekend of the twentieth, I think, nineteenth through twenty first. Oh yes, yeah. I'm seeing that here. I saw. I see the uh, the tweet that you linked there. I I don't even Mickey. know if I am going to be playing this. I'll probably be busy playing through Tears of Kingdom. I think I'll probably wait for my first impressions for Street Fighter when it releases. Uh, but it's the beta's coming out with. Oh, I'm sorry. This is play the open beta. Experience the concept. From, oh, there yeah, was yeah. a closed beta. Open beta. Uh, yeah. So there are eight characters. You get to play as. Chun Li, Jury, Kimberly, Guile, Ryu, Ken, Jamie, and Luke. Jamie and Luke. Yeah. This is very cool. I'm probably going to play the open beta and just take a quick break from Tears of the Kingdom as this is happening. Um, you should jump on, Mickey. Is this okay? Actually, this is a big question. Maybe someone could, could Google this. Is there going to be cross play for Street Fighter 6? Because I'm assuming, Mickey, you're playing on PC. When it comes out. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely be playing it. That is the only option I have. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll definitely be cross-platform because um, I think it's it's Capcom ID. It will. Okay. It, it should Sick. be. All right. Yeah, it's weird if something's not cross-platform these days, but very excited. I got to dust off my fight stick uh, for this one. I will be checking this out in about a week and a half. Absolutely. Man, oh, Mickey, that's... This is crazy. I can't so believe Silk Song coming. is so close, dude. Oh. Silk Song's so close. That is so awesome. <laughs> so, uh, 
keeping in the theme of uh, Fortnite. I'm all about Fortnite this week. Oh, boy. So the Olympic Committee announced the <laughs> that Fortnite is going to be in the upcoming eSports Olympics iteration of the Olympics. Um, and this is taking place or taking form in the taking shape in the form of it's not Fortnite Battle Royale. It is going to be a sharpshooter course in Fortnite designed in Fortnite creative mode. Um, so weird. So weird. So weird. It's like, it's, it's kind of like how all the other esports were doing. Um, I think there it's just like, like the Wii sports type of thing. Um, the esports Olympics with a bunch of games. No one's ever heard of. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think it's like why include it and why include a competitive format that no one actually plays. Um, it's a very just odd thing to me. It's so tone um, deaf. It's very. It is very tone deaf, and you know, it just goes to show that the very broad, broad, broadly speaking, the mainstream is just still not at all familiar with this stuff, really. Um, which is, you know, a shame because I mean, I think that'd be kind of cool to see actual like, you know, gamers compete representing their country and like their you know respective game. Um, and you know, it, it's not dissimilar to how when there was the Olympics in the most recent or climbing in the most recent Olympics, it was um, it wasn't even like it, it was every climbing discipline. And then you scored together how you did in all three of them. So you had to be like decent at all of them. That's not at all how people climb really. You know, if you're just because you're a good boulder, it doesn't mean you're not going to, you're going to be a good top roper. You're going to be a good speed climber. You know, it's all or sport climber, excuse me, not top roper, but it's just, I don't know. It's all very odd to me. Um, and for context, the other games that are going to be in this is um, archery on the game, tic-tac-bow yeah. uh, baseball on the so game, weird. WBSC e-baseball power pros. Chess actually on um, chess.com, chess which is cool, I guess. Uh, cycling on Zwift, dance on just dance. Just laughing at the thought of people dancing in the old, for that. Um, motorsport on Gran Turismo, sailing on Virtual Regetta. You know, if they want to have sailing Olympics, they should do it in fucking Valheim. That shit is hard in Valheim. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be hilarious. And then, uh, of course, sharpshooting in Fortnite creative mode uh taekwondo well and just virtual taekwondo and then tennis on tennis clash so you know i i appreciate them trying to include it but it's just kind of like what y'all doing very what y'all very doing? tone deaf as to how they're approaching it they're putting an aim training map in the olympics just think about that literally it's just yeah. gonna be like for anybody that does participate it's gonna be so like you're you're gonna see the same exact thing that you would see if you just go on YouTube and watch someone do it. Like it's not gonna be this like spectacularly cool thing. They're competing in like a sharpshooting course. They're not fighting each other. It's like I don't know. Anyway, pretty lame. Um, I got a couple for you guys real quick. Yes. A couple headlines. Uh, sorry, were you done with that one, Matt? Mm-hmm. Uh, CS:GO has smashed its all-time concurrent player numbers. Again, uh, this happens every few months. You know, there's always like kind of a CSGO has uh, overcome its concurrent players. There's always kind of one of those peaks every now and then. There was a, over the weekend at 1.8 million people playing. 
over the weekend. Um, proud to say I was a part of this one. I was a part of this peak, boys. I played a little bit this weekend with uh, Jeremy. Got completely smashed. Bottom frag <laughs> on the team. Uh, but I uh, I think we won one and lost one, if I recall correctly. But um, trying to dip my toes back into CSGO again. Pure trash. Uh, definitely like can't aim and click on people's heads. But you know the interesting thing about CSGO is if um, you just communicate, you know some smoke angles, and just plant the bomb, you could actually do okay sometimes. So I was doing a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to be getting to back into CS soon because that's literally the only game my older brother plays. So oh, if uh, Mickey's going to play, play a shooting him, game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, Mickey, really? No, not not even CS:GO. CS, one point oh, six. What the? Okay. <laughs> Why'd you have to get me all excited? Why'd you have to get me all excited like that? <laughs> well, okay. Don't well, blame me. Blame my brother. Uh, next thing I had here is um, this is a case that's been going on for a while. In fact, when I put it on this sheet, Mickey had actually said like, "Oh wow, that finally ended up kind of closing out." This is the riot uh, compensation in the settlement that happened as part of uh, a 2018 class action lawsuit over allegations of gender discrimination sexual harassment, and a toxic work culture at Riot. Um, $100 million settlement went out to about 1,548 women in the gender discrimination case. Payments ranged from 2,500 to 40K, um, depending on uh, the different type of employee, whether it was a contract worker, someone with long tenure at the company, all that stuff. Uh, Riot has been taking steps to supposedly improve its work culture. It's actually releasing an annual diversity and inclusion report to show its progress. And in their 2022 report, which was published last month, the company reported women accounted for 27.5% of all staff, 25.9% of its global leadership, up from 24% and 20% respectively a couple years earlier in 2020. Uh, so obviously a massive, massive settlement, $100 million in total you know, settlement from Riot uh, for something that is really important. You know, obviously having gender discrimination, sexual harassment, toxic work culture is not good at all, ever. Um, and this is uh, this is a good thing to see. So paid up. A lot of people got compensated. Um, and I guess they've made some improvements by about three to five percent uh, since the uh, changes and since since 2020 when the lawsuit happened in 2018. So just want to report on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I have a, a few friends that work at Riot right now, and I hope they're having good experiences. You know, uh, this kind of stuff, as we know, um, isn't uncommon in gaming companies, unfortunately. Um, hell, I even had an option to get in on a settlement for Blizzard, um, or at least like try and opt in for it from the very short time that I interned there. I actually was getting emails for that over the... Uh, like a few months ago, I remember, right. which was interesting. That was still coming full circle. But um, I actually got it from when I, no, other ones from when I worked at Target too, which is kind of funny. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> that was still in the companies I, remember... I worked for. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's great that they're trying to get more women in the company too. I think diversity is important in that regard. Um, so I'm all, I'm all for it. And I'm all for, you know, getting the, getting the lovely ladies, the pay they deserve. So mm-hmm. I think it's important. All right. I'm personally like skeptical. Of, of what part? <laughs> no. Skeptical uh, of uh, the diversity. Uh, I know what he's going to say. It sounded wrong. 
it was just that, taking that too long to come wrong. out. That that that, that did sound very wrong. But Nikki, um, back away from the mic num- a little bit. You're all, you're you're peaking sorry, sorry, really sorry. hard. Of uh, uh, <laughs> all these numbers that uh, that Rat tries to show to like show like oh we're all about diversity, but like when you actually look inside, like how all these people are being treated inside, like. I've even like heard some reports of like women still getting like sexually harassed, like as er- like as like the latest report I heard was like 2022, like early 2022. This like is still bad workplace conditions for uh for women specifically at Riot. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. As long as I keep hearing these stories, like I'm not gonna believe whatever these pieces that Riot puts out. The other, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to acknowledge too that. These aren't like unique issues to to riot, you know, like no, yeah. every company faces these issues. Um but all they can do is try and improve, right? And it'd be for them it'd be bad PR to not at least try and put out a statement that shows they're trying to improve. So one one thing I, I will say, and that's some, something that we as just, you know, global citizens, people that pay attention to these kinds of things always have to be on the lookout for is just the idea of hiring underrepresented people or hiring um, women or, or, you know, minorities, whatever company is trying to whatever a company is trying to do to kind of make things look good. Um, a lot of times companies will just do diverse hires at low levels, entry level positions, support staff and things like that. And um, oftentimes not really have that much diversity and inclusion in leadership roles. Um, so that's always something you kind of got to look out for when a company's under fire for something like this. However, uh, Riot did mention specifically that. Global leadership is 20, 25.9% uh, women. So it's good that they're actually noting that and being very specific in their inclusion report that's coming out every year. And um, maybe as watchdogs, we'll check out the 2023 report uh, next year when that comes out. I'm looking at Riot's executive page right now. And assuming I'm not mis... What's what word? Mis-ethnicizing. Misrepre- misrepresenting oh. anyone. It looks like five of the 11 people on it are white men. Um, and then a mixture of um, other, not other ethnicities, um, both men and women. So okay. okay. do with that uh, information, what you will. All right. Um, I got more. I got more headlines for you guys. If you, uh, if you'll allow me, unless anybody has anything else. I'll allow it. All right. You can go. I don't see any, I don't see much on the sheet right here, but all right. Um, <clears throat> big announcement, boys. I prepared a statement. I actually have prepared a statement for this one. Okay. Oh, oh. boy. Hogwarts legacy has surpassed a billion dollars in revenue. That is billion with a B. Now my statement, <whistles> we played the game extra mid with a little <laughs> bit of mediocre on the side. That's how we feel about the game. Uh, check out the review of the game on our website. Thanks for playing out live. Find it wherever you find podcasts. Um, Harry Potter is a force that cannot be stopped in terms of money making. And I think this game, do you guys know how much box office all time globally the Harry Potter movies have made? I have the numbers prepared in my statement. I want you guys to guess. 1.3 billion. <sighs> No, I'm way more getting... than that, right? Yeah, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> All the Harry Potter movies. All the Harry Potter movies. So let's say... Box Office. Uh, was there seven or eight movies? There was eight, because there was two-parter for Deathly Hallows. I'm going to go with 
Matt, don't Google it. I hear you Googling. Two, I, I, no, I, I was looking up two, right stuff. I'm going to 2.7 billion. 2.7? Okay. It's 8.5. Okay. What the 8.5. All of the movies over like a 20-year period of them coming out. Over, that averages over bill- a billion a film. That's over, yeah, that oh, averages yeah, like a billion sure. a movie. These are Harry Potter. But guys, oh that's over God. a 20-year period. All these movies, like, think think about that, right? 8.5. The Harry Potter game, before it even ended up releasing for Xbox One, PS4, and Switch, last generation's tech, it has made a billion dollars in revenue. It's insane. So, I mean, this is just this is just the train that cannot be stopped. I'm like, for, purely from a monetary standpoint, you know, like, I know there's a lot of people that want to boycott or that boycott Harry Potter. Absolutely feel free to do so. J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit. We've said it on this podcast. Disavowed. No, no, thank you. Right. But in terms of the monetary value that this legacy holds, it is insane how much money this game has made. It is crazy how quickly it got there. It's not even done yet. I mean, PS4 and Xbox One like just dropped this last week and Switch hasn't even dropped. It hasn't even dropped for Switch. Any word on the performance of those? Not yet. Not yet. Um, I haven't looked that up yet, but it's not going to be as good as the other. (laughs) It's not going to be as good as the other systems. 100%. But that doesn't matter to the bottom line of the people at Warner Brothers who are just looking at numbers on a spreadsheet. It's going to keep going up. So, and that's before any DLC is dropped. This is before any big kind of updates to the game have happened. It's just going to get crazier and crazier. Oh, yeah. And you know it already is like <laughs> they already got a, uh, what's the word, sequel, greenlit, or some oh, sort dude. of sequel. I mean, Harry Potter, man, it, it makes a lot of money. You know, there was what? Um, Mickey, Mickey, did you switch mics? <laughs> Just like you sound way different now. What happened? Your screen like went blank and then like you came back and you're just like on a different mic now. Okay, Mickey's trying, Mickey's trying to figure out his mic stuff. Matt, continue. Yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, those IPs, they'll just get, they're going to keep milk them every way they can. You know, there's already, definitely already a sequel greenlit. Um, I did quickly Google... Um, but the PS4 version is looking. Um, I think performance-wise, it's fine. You know, the graphics are definitely not, like, visually, it's not up to par with the PS5, but as far as I can tell, it seems to run fine. Yeah. Uh, real quick, too, I just was doing a bit more digging on... Oh, we lost Mickey, everyone. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay. Uh, I was doing a bit more digging on literally just scrolling through Riot's, like, leadership page, and six of the eight game leads, um, again assuming I'm not misrepresenting everyone, anyone I could be not knowing it. Um, six of the eight game leads appear to be white men. So, okay. you know, that would, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Um, that's, that's just, yeah, that's just how they are. So <laughs> do with that information what you will. Um, Mickey, you good? Mickey, what happened there, baby? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, you're loud. I think I, I, I quieted you. Are you good? Okay. How about now? No, no, no. No, no. You sound great. Just keep a he- okay. healthy distance from your microphone there, baby. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay let's get back on track. But uh, yeah, Harry Potter's crazy. Um, I mean, this is going to be that HBO series soon. Yeah. And Honestly, I don't even know how streaming series make money, if I'm being totally honest, but I'm sure that it'll make them money somehow. <laughs> um, whether that's through new games based off of... Well, no, it, it's just the remake in the four 
or the yeah, seven, I, seven, Jesus Christ. The seven yeah. movies are going to be remade as seven. The, the seven books are getting a series adaption. Yeah. So more faithfully adapted to the books, which yeah. I don't know. I'm all for some more Quidditch scenes. So I'm with it. I literally uh, called cool. this like, dude, I, we got to go back through the receipts or something. Cause I, I feel like I literally <laughs> called this exact format for a Harry Potter show. Like, like when we started this podcast, I, I swear to God. I'm still waiting for EA to get acquired, but I'm not sure who's going to acquire them. It's still up for debate. I think it's going to be What does that have to do with my, what does that have to do with me predicting the Harry Potter revival? Because I've been talking about EA getting acquired for years, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep a a tracker of all of our predictions on a spreadsheet somewhere then. But, uh, uh, Mickey, you got any more Harry Potter takes? Yeah, I think that Harry Potter is like the most normie like series <laughs> there is like like literally every single person can like identify with harry potter like i think even more so than marvel whoa okay hang on matt let's let him cook mickey continue <laughs> like i there are like i know this is just from like anecdotal evidence clearly but Everyone can like identify with like some kind of house they belonged in, or like, oh, I'm like Sula, I'm Gryffindor, blah 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 blah. Like, almost everybody can identify somewhere. With Marvel movies, some people just like get tired, like, oh, there are just like so many of them, hard to get into, or like, oh, it's just a bunch of superheroes, I'm not really interested in that. Like, uh, that type of movie just isn't for some people, but like for some reason, Harry Potter just hits everybody, and I think it's more, uh obviously not well known but just like more like relatable to people i'm i'm not even sure if that's the correct word i, I know what you're saying just, mickey it's it's, it's more it's easier to resonate with the characters yeah than yes, Harry Potter, yes, 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 yes. more so than it is to resonate with hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> or captain are you, america are or... you guys saying it's easier to resonate with harry potter than it is resonate with the hulk that's weird <laughs> i mean mickey i see i see what you're saying um the th- I think the the thing to consider with Harry Potter is that it's like it's quite literally ingrained in our generation's like DNA. Like there's that is also n- fair. it's more so than anything. I mean, if you're like if I think I think honestly Harry Potter is more ingrained in the DNA at this point than Marvel ever was for its generation when it was big in like comic book form, then later on in the movie form that it's in. Um, you know, Star Wars, same thing. I, I think it's become more ingrained in its generation, which is our generation, than any major franchise property, be it Star Wars, Marvel. And as Harry Potter kind of moves through its franchisation, just like Star Wars has many generations over, just like Marvel has now many generations over, Harry Potter will probably overtake as the number one franchise like IP over a long period of time, 30, 40 years. I think it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And to us, it feels so basic because it's literally like every freaking kid read it in elementary school. That's my take is like, it's just, it just is, it just is there. It just always was there. So it just feels unremarkable to many of us. Well, especially for us, because like, you know, we were growing up as that was coming out. So it just always existed. Exactly. Uh, Real quick, Hogwarts Legacy didn't have any in-game purchases, did it? It did not. Not that I'm aware of. It just had the premium editions and stuff and the collector's yeah. editions. That's really impressive. Then it already hit a billion dollars. Uh, for context, its budget was at roughly 
um, estimates are putting the budget at about 150 million. So, jeez, made a lot of pretty much money. pretty much 10x their money. Yeah, some CEOs for, for some CEO's salary is uh, going up. Meanwhile, the dev is making 80k <laughs> on a contract. <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah, and that's, that's the problem with game. I, I've been reading a book um, talking a lot about like the Bioshock development, and a lot of like the sentiment of the developers were like, I literally was like next to the office of the CEO that just came in from nine to five and told me what to do while I was working crunch time, and I know what he was making because it's publicly available information. Like, you know. Like the game, mm. it's like literally the game developer making like, you know, 70, 80 K and then the CEO making like several million a year. And oh. you know that, you know, that, that is unfortunately how America operates right now. Mm. So is what it is there. But, uh, all right, boys, I, I think, I think we covered all the headlines, right? You know, and uh, yeah, I just want to say real quick for all of you that are excited for tears of the kingdom, I'm happy for you. I hope you all enjoy that game. I know you've all been waiting. So condescending. <laughs> no. Do, like, do, you not, do you not hear yourself? Go, go ahead. Continue. Continue. I mean, I, I know I'm not a big Zelda fan, but I'm like, I'm, I know. My point is, I know a lot of people have been very excited about this game. So I'm glad you all finally get to enjoy it. Are you Are you uh, trying to like build a bridge of peace across the aisle here? I am. All right. This is my olive how, branch. How, how, how big have you met? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Matt. We needed it. I know. I it's know. real lonely on this side, honestly. It there's is. Not enough, it there's is. not enough of us. So you and, you know, <clears throat> some other hot takers get Bayless type is on the other side. Just like, you know, not playing it. I get it, though. I, I don't it. think I want to be Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's there's calls for you in the Discord to be photoshopped on Skip Bayless's body. <laughs> Right, like after the, call. Right, right after they started <laughs> those calls, comparisons. Right after they started those comparisons, though, he said some really whack shit about he like did. the player that got a concussion and then they stopped the games. He was like, "Why would you stop the game? Dude, no, not a concussion. His heart stopped. His he heart. He yeah. almost the, the, died. The, the he almost died. The and they're like, thing. yeah. Skip so. Bayless is like, it, it, what are we it, supposed it, to do? There is a game it, to play. It, <laughs> no, it, it was a poorly worded tweet. He said that, like. That, how what's going to happen to the playoff the schedule he said like what's going to happen to the schedule of games or something no 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 and then uh, Mickey, uh, and, you sound and, like and, a and, skip bayless defender right now and, 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 <laughs> where was this when i was <laughs> mickey's a skip bayless apologist but, dude but i i still don't like when people get misrepresented and what he was actually going for like i still think that like I, I think it was fine for what he said it was just terribly worded like because mm. he ended the tweet with it's like none of uh, none of it matters anymore. With, with, but it followed uh, after you saying like what happens with the NFL schedule. It's like nothing. None of it matters anymore. And uh, what his intention was that the football schedule it actually doesn't matter anymore because it's, the focus should be on Demar Hamlin now. Like he's raising these questions about oh. it, but he just put it doesn't matter anymore in the wrong place in a sentence. I see, I see what you're saying. It, it made it seem really bad. He meant to say nothing else matters except for this man on the field. Yes. That's what he meant. Okay. Man. Yeah, he's you know, concerned for a like journalist, about the NFL. he should have known what his <laughs> yeah. words do when they're put in a specific order like that. Also shows how bad Twitter is. <laughs> True. Not True. really. Should, I, should, I read, I took released... a glance and I, I thought that's what he said too. Like, oh, 
Wait, so Matt, you're saying that you thought he said the same thing that Mickey said that he no, thought he no, said? No, no, I mean, like, well, he, he fucked as. up. Like, he could have said those no, words out up. loud, and, like, everyone would have hated him. Like, it wasn't a Twitter thing. <laughs> he could... <laughs> did he release a twit longer apology, Mickey, or did he just go on no, Undisputed? No, he, no, he, no, he didn't. He, he was just talked about it on Undisputed. Oh, okay, That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do like that 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 drip bayless thing that he looked the great in that chain. Thing was hilarious. Yeah, that, he looked he looked great in that chain, I'm gonna be honest. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? Brawny, USC. Mickey, hot take Brawny, on that before we go. Ooh. Uh so, you you love SC, you don't know, right? I'm a yeah. My family is like born and bred USC. My grandparents on my dad's side, they met at USC. Fight on all of his kids fight on. All, all of his kids, including my dad, all went to USC, and then none of the next generation went to USC, and we had one UCLA student. <laughs> but <laughs> the whole family is like big USC. Mickey, before you go, uh, you know you'll sing us off. I'll fade this out with the music. Matt can sign us off. I need you to do the the USC fight song, and then uh, we'll go ahead and end the episode. I can do that. Fight on. Fight on. Oh, that's it. All right. Cool. Great, great ending. Great end of the episode, Mickey. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. And hopefully there's no USC haters in here. Sorry. You just got fought on. Yeah, fuck you, Bruins. All right, we'll call it there. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle. 